conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. I got a rating of 4.73. I don't know if that's good or not. Somebody must have rated me low to have a 4.73. And it doesn't tell you what your when your rating was. 4.73. I think it's okay. I would I would put me in the car. Not at 12 o'clock at night though. Let's move on to staying with technology. Chatbots. Ah, oh, yeah. When you hit that S, uh, that WhatsApp button, when you want to talk to a company and you think you're going to speak to a human being, but you don't, you talk to some sort of computer. Arthur Goldstack is a tech expert. Arthur Goldstack, Happy New Year to you. Good chatting to you again. Thanks very much for joining us. Chatbots, it seems, are everywhere. Do we like them or do we hate them? Oh, we hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Good, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and the reason we hate them is because they promise so much and deliver so little. Mm. And more than that, they could do so much and they do so little because the people implementing them uh, think that a chatbot is just essentially scraping their own menu system rather than trying to bring intelligence into the conversation. Right, so it's the kind of thing like, I want help. So you click help, and then it says, do you want help with this, this, and this? And you press one or whatever, and then it just simply gives you the answer that was on the FAQ on the website. Exactly. That's exactly the problem. And that's my big criticism uh, when sites like, uh, or organizations like uh, Mercedes-Benz and Discovery Health launched their chatbots initially, because it was exactly that. And if you had a specific issue and you typed that in, it would try and match keywords in your question mm. to what was already on uh, the website. And typically, that didn't take you anywhere. In fact, you find yourself lost in a logical loop <laughs> and eventually yes. uh, resort to the website itself. It's a personal story, but I don't care. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I was on that thing, and it was uh, I had hurt my foot. I had sort of twisted my ankle. I just wanted to see if it was a sprain or a or just a you know or a broken foot or whatever. And I followed the instructions. One of the questions was, "Do you have a history of gout?" And I do. And I know that if I hit that, I do have a history of gout. It would have told me <laughs> you have gout, and I know that. But there was nothing more I can do. There was no option to can I talk to a human being. It, is that the solution to this? Just put a whole lot of human beings in a call center. Uh, yes, that is the one solution. But the other solution is to use proper artificial intelligence. Um, you know, uh, in my new book, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to AI, I talk about this exact issue mm. and why chatbots go wrong and how not to design a chatbot. And it's exactly that uh, that you raise, that it just takes you back to what's already on their system or in their FAQ uh, or wherever. Uh, a true um, artificial intelligence chatbot would uh, try to uh, find the information somewhere in the knowledge base of the organization rather than just on the website mm-hmm. of the organization, firstly. But secondly, it will try to intelligently understand what you're trying to ask it. And if it's not able to give you the answer, then it must hand you over to a human being. Where they try to use chatbots Instead of human beings, and to do away with human beings, they tend to uh, fall very short, and they tend, that tends to cause greater customer dissatisfaction than what the chatbot is, is supposed to right. resolve. It's it's not just a simple plug-in that you can plug in on WordPress now. You've got to go and find. Does it does it? Do you need an, a chatbot expert almost to come in and implement it into your system? Yes, you do. There are a lot of plug-and-play uh, chatbots available. And, f- uh, for example, um, 
resources like Amazon Web Services in their cloud computing platform or Microsoft Azure uh, or uh, Oracle for that matter, Oracle Cloud, all, all of those have extensive artificial intelligence uh, f- functionality and services and uh, almost plug-and-play options around this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you have a complicated business and you have a large customer base, you can't just use an off-the-shelf uh, chatbot. It has to be customized. It has to be integrated into not just uh, your systems, but also your strategy. It's got to enhance your strategy, not just be a way of fobbing off customers yeah. because that's um, going to end up with uh, reputational damage to the organization. Big organizations can't afford that. They look silly, and especially in this era mm. of an expectation that AI will solve these problems. If you pretend to customers that you're using AI or machine learning is the other uh, element of uh, chatbots, and it doesn't work, then you look not only foolish um, and um, dishonest, but you also look like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, reputational damage there. Um, With all these new AIs that are coming out, are are people just avoiding going to those, to the ones in the website, for example, and chatting to, uh, and I know that Google's got their AI out, and I'm changing the way I'm searching these days. I, I'm, I'm doing it in more English than I was. But are people <laughs> avoiding the chatbots on the website and, and rather doing a comprehensive Google search or a comprehensive Bing search, whatever, and, and finding the answers that way? That typically is what ends up happening. In fact, um, Bing, which is now um, Microsoft's uh, co-pilot, uh, they call it, yeah. is is actually a far better way of finding an answer to a question from a specific organization, which is ironic. So I want to know how to, for example, um, transfer money into my Discovery Bank account, for Mm. example. It's incredibly difficult to find that that very basic information in a Discovery app and from a Discovery chatbot. But you'll find it if you use Bing Copilot and ask it the question. It will go looking for the right information, compile it, and present it to you, which is what the website itself should be doing in the first place. Should we just suck this up, Arthur Goldstuck, like we have sucked up call centers where you have to press a million buttons to eventually get the wrong information? No, we shouldn't suck it up. Every time something like this happens, uh, we we should actually uh, fire off a... Hopefully there's an option in the Apple, in the... Um, website to give customer feedback, but right. we should always um, fire back some uh, complaint about the fact that it's uh, inadequate. And at at worst, go to social media and post it on social media, because that's usually when these companies pay attention. Okay, so just like the e-hailing sites we were talking about now, when that when they ask you, do you want to give feedback? Don't just put down the phone or, or don't just end the conversation. Actually, give some feedback. May, there might be a human being that reads that. Yes, although that's a very good example of where it really doesn't work. Um, Uber, Uber in this country in particular uses SurveyMonkey, and they ask only the questions they want you to answer. Right. Um, I, for example, you raised the issue of uh, your score. Yes. Um, my score was set in stone five years ago, and, and it hasn't moved since then. Sure. And I want you to say to Uber, look, give us a, an opportunity to yeah. reset our score at a certain point, which is a logical uh, thing to do, or uh, wipe out your first two years if you've been there for seven years, 
so that you can actually get a decent rating. But well, they, yeah. there's no option to give them that kind of feedback. They do that with sports teams. They, you know, they, 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 it's a rolling, it's a rolling tally of of their performance. It's not just you know, they're not looking at the Springboks performance from 1915. They're looking at it over the last three years or two years. Exactly, exactly. Oh. And this is what uh, uh, and a company as vast and with as brilliant engineers as uh, Uber doesn't seem to understand. All right, Arthur Goldstack. So, uh, will will these chatbots improve? They will improve because um, at some point you're going to find uh, a lot of pushback. Also, companies will analyze the performance of the uh, chatbots or the uptake of the chatbots, and they'll realize that it's very suboptimal, um, that it's not saving them money, it's not winning them customer ratings. Uh, companies uh, go for um, these uh, customer scores that come from vast research that costs a lot of money, they have to eventually respond to that uh, kind of uh, feedback or that kind of insight that they get from that research. But just generally speaking, if you had people relying on common sense and good strategic insight at the leadership level, then there has to be a response to customers regularly complaining about uh, poor performance of these kind of uh, bots. But the good news also is that the technology is advancing rapidly and what was available for chatbots, let's say five years ago, when they first started becoming uh, commonplace, is almost the prehistory of chatbots. Mm. The companies that are still using uh, those simply are not paying attention or not keeping up and their competition is going to be using the very latest in chatbot technology and they'll run rings around the, let's call them the old timers. Arthur Goldstack, thank you very much. Arthur Goldstack, tech expert and, and a book writer as well about uh, chatbots. And I'm sure you can find it on all good bookshelves. If not, there'll definitely be uh, an ebook of that. Thank you very much.